yo, good morning. In case you guys didn't know, today is June 4th. Uh, I told some people about the breakfast earlier and I was like, man, is that today? I think it's today. So it is today. So after this, head out, grab some breakfast, spend some time together, engage into, in, in some conversations together. The, the other day I was having a conversation with my one-year-old, um, and, and he doesn't speak yet. He, he speaks gibberish, uh, but that's why talking to him, it's so good. It's therapeutic even. He laughs at all of my jokes. Um, he keeps all of my secrets. So it's, it's actually the best talking to him. But the, this particular day, I was telling him how I hope that in heaven, I could eat ice cream and the ice cream would never run out and I would never become full. And I was acting like I was eating ice cream while I was telling them about it. And, and he was giggling and out of the corner of my eye, I saw my wife uh, rolling her eyes at me and laughing as well. And then I started to laugh, but it, it just kind of made me think, how amazing is heaven going to be? Like, we have no idea how incredible it will be, but what we do know is it's going to last forever. And it's going to be amazing. In the Bible, we read that there will be no sadness, no sickness, no fear, no death in heaven, uh, which is awesome. But it's, it's hard to wrap my mind around that. And because on this earth, we come face to face with so much heartache on a regular basis. It, it can become numbing. And so a place that is absent of heartache and pain, it's kind of mind blowing to think about it. And I'm definitely on board and I, I can't wait to experience it. But wouldn't it be something if we all just decided to start living our lives like Jesus? Everything we did, everything we say, uh, we just started to live like Jesus, even in the face of struggle, even in the face of strife on this earth, we would just act like Jesus right now. If we all did that, we could probably get a pretty good glimpse of what heaven is going to look like. A glimpse of people dwelling in the glory of God, not focused on themselves or their own needs, but focused on bringing honor and praise to God with every breath that they breathe. <laughs> and it can all be possible today, honestly, on this earth by people demonstrating the love of Jesus, not just talking about it, but living it out in their everyday lives. But it's hard to imagine, right? It seems like brokenness, despair, and sadness are just around every single corner. You, you can't escape it. Even, even if it's something that we're not personally experiencing in our own life, uh, thanks to phones, thanks to the internet, social media, you have access to so much brokenness, despair, and sadness in other people's lives. It can be heartbreaking. My, my wife and I, we just watched a documentary the other day, and it, it just shook us to the core. It was so heartbreaking. Uh, there's, there's a story that I heard recently. Uh, this, this is Windsor. I think we have a picture. Windsor, he's from Haiti. Uh, he has a wife, two kids. Christopher, his son is eight, and his daughter, Christy, she is five. Life is, is very hard in Haiti. Jobs are scarce. Food is scarce. It's, it's hard to make a good living. It's hard to provide for a family. But one thing there is an abundance of in Haiti is gangs and violence. Windsor, he, he had a good job. He worked at a place replacing windows. 
But unfortunately, that job ended when, when the gang activity increased in the area that he worked. And now this made life incredibly difficult for Windsor and his family. Uh, but they were able to survive through it because of some sponsorship money that was being sent to him regularly. And he was able to find odd jobs here and there. So he was able to continue providing food for his family. His two kids, they were going to a great school in Haiti. So all he wanted to do was to give them what they needed so that they could continue going to school and they could have a good life. But that all changed when the gang activity increased in the area where they lived. The gangs became in control of all the food. So finding food or or paying the increased amount for food, it became impossible. And the gangs, they began to target Windsor. They knew that he was going to pick up this money that he was receiving from somewhere. So every day he left to get the money, his life was in danger. His kids ended up not being able to go to school Anymore, They had to stay with their mom in the house at all times because of the violence that was occurring in the streets. There were, there were times where the whole family, the whole family had to hide under the bed in the dark. Uh, the whole family under that bed for hours. The whole family under that bed for sometimes days. Windsor, he wanted so badly to keep his wife and his two kids safe. They're under the bed, his arms just wrapped around his family living in brokenness, living in despair, living in sadness. He was yearning for a way out, yearning for something or someone to help. There, huddled under that bed together, feeling trapped in the darkness, Windsor, he begins to pray to God. Now, I heard that story and my heart broke. I have a wonderful wife. I have two amazing sons. We have a good life. I I think about all the times we just spend laughing and enjoying our time together as a family. I can't imagine my family living in constant danger, constant fear. Our lives completely disrupted because of the violence that is fueled by hatred and greed. But It's a reality, right? It's a reality all over the country, all over the world. Brokenness, despair, and sadness, they reign free. It's a constant. In the face of stories like that, heartbreaking stories, bad news stories. As a church, what can we do together to fight against it? As the world begins to run empty on love, what can we do together to be the love that is needed? In the book of John, Jesus said this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now there is an evil in this world, an evil that Satan inflicts, causing people to think only of themselves. He is the thief that recruits new thieves, leading them down a path of destruction only to have their best interests in mind and to do absolutely whatever it takes to fulfill those interests. They will steal, they will kill, they will destroy. They sell out to sin, becoming thieves in the process, only taking, never giving, only thinking of themselves, never thinking of others. And as they succumb to the desires, as they give into the temptation that Satan presents before them, there is a mess of brokenness, despair, and sadness that is left in the wake. But Jesus, in contrast to the thief, Jesus, he exclaims that he is drastically different from the thief. Jesus proclaims that he has come to give life, an abundance of life. Through Jesus, we see that there is a different path 
a path that does not lead to destruction, but a path that leads to restoration. In a world full of bad news, in the midst of it all, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the darkness, we can see a light, we can see good news, and that good news, it is Jesus. And as a church, that's something we can do together. Together, we can shine the light of Jesus. We can share that good news. We can share the gospel. Uh, Now, have you heard that word gospel before? The gospel, it's the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel is the story of Jesus. Each book of the gospel, it shares Jesus' birth, his his ministry, the miracles, the, the teaching, his death, and his resurrection. There's a word uh, from Greek that is used for the gospel. It's euangelio. And that word, it literally means good news. You see, the thief is not something new. There's been a darkness making a path for the brokenness, despair, and sadness for a very long time. But that all changed with Jesus. Jesus is the good news in a world that is full of bad news. And Jesus has invited us to follow him, to travel down a path of life that he has presented to us. And that path, it leads to a fullness of life. And as we travel, he has called us to share the good news of this salvation that he offers for absolutely everyone. A way out of the destruction, a way out of the chaos, a way out of the sin that steals, kills, and destroys. Often when when we think of sharing good news, we, we think of telling someone about it, right? Uh, you, you might often hear someone say that you have to proclaim the good news of Jesus. And, and it's true, but I believe as Christ followers, we are called to go beyond simply speaking about the good news. We are called to not only proclaim it, but we are called to demonstrate it. We are called to live out the good news of Jesus. Not just talking about living it out and never not just talking about it, but living it out in every single aspect of our lives, putting our words into action. And in the process, while we do that, we're bringing a piece of heaven to this earth. Uh, Now there's a number of ways that are listed in the gospel of, of how we can do that. Jesus has presented us so many ways where we can live out that good news, but today we are going to focus on just one. Today, we're gonna focus on on how when we tithe, when we live out Jesus' call for us to be generous with our money, we are demonstrating the gospel. We're living out the good news of Jesus through our generosity. We are able to demonstrate the good news we know and believe about Jesus. The act of tithing, it should be the result of our devotion and our love for Jesus. Uh, That's what makes our gifts to the church so special uh, because we give For him, we give in his name. We give as we remember everything Jesus has taught us, everything that Jesus has done for us. And as we give through our generosity, it becomes a demonstration of the gospel in our lives. But what leads us to that point, right? What exactly overflows in our hearts that causes us to want to act, that causes us to want to do something in the name of Jesus? In a world full of bad news, in a world full of brokenness, despair, and sadness, what leads us to live out the good news through our generosity? Often when we feel broken or when we are reminded of some form of brokenness in this world, our hearts begin to feel drained, to begin to feel empty. 
And that's exactly what the thief, Satan, wants. He wants us to believe that brokenness is the only option. He wants to steal our vision for something better. He wants us to remain in the brokenness. He wants us to feel shattered in a million pieces because he knows the more we feel shattered, the more we feel scattered, the more we will believe that the brokenness in this world is beyond repair. But even in a world full of brokenness, there is good news. Here's what the Bible says. So then as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude. Uh, Our lives, they should be centered around Jesus, even in the midst of brokenness. He should always be our foundation because Jesus, he will not shatter, but he will remain and he will prevail. So as we plant ourselves at his feet, as we plant ourselves in his care, It stirs thanksgiving inside of us. As we become thankful for Jesus, our hearts begin to overflow with this genuine gratitude for him. And as we begin to listen to him instead of the thief, we begin to feel Jesus putting all the pieces back together in our lives. And as we follow Jesus, as we make him our foundation and build our lives on and around him, we begin to see so clearly the goodness that he intends for our lives. He does not steal our vision, but he restores our vision. He will not lead us broken, but he will put us back together piece by piece, making us stronger than ever, making us so thankful for all that Jesus has done for us, causing our hearts to overflow with this gratitude. And that gratitude that we feel for Jesus, it leads us to want to demonstrate his love through our lives, through our actions. And that gratitude, it begins to fuel our generosity. That gratitude, it puts our hearts in the place they need to be in order to give a gift to honor Jesus. Our generosity is a demonstration of the gratitude that we have in Jesus. When we have gratitude, all of a sudden we are not concerned about the brokenness because we feel Jesus making us whole. We are not concerned about what the thief intends to steal because we know that Jesus, he intends to restore and repair. Simply by living our lives in Jesus, we are renewed and it makes us want to share it with others. That that gratitude makes us want to be generous So when our generosity is fueled by the gratitude we have for Jesus, it transforms, it transforms the brokenness that we experience in this life. Generosity fueled by gratitude, it generates wholeness. Displaying our gratitude for Jesus through giving in his name, it makes us whole in a world that is broken. And as we find restoration and wholeness through Jesus, we are able to live a life that is is abundant and free. But there is despair in this world. There is despair that we experience and it can be overwhelming. And that despair, it leads, it leads us to believe that nothing is ever going to get better. That's exactly what the the thief Satan wants us to believe. He, He wants to kill our belief that things will get better. He wants us to remain in the despair, hiding under the bed in fear. He wants us to live in the uncertainty and in the doubt. But let me tell you, even in a world that is full of despair, there is good news. 
Here's what the Bible says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees, it guarantees everything he has promised us. And even in the midst of despair, we can be reminded of God's promises. We can be reminded that God is always with us. We can be reminded that God is always working all things for good. So even in despair, we can trust that God is moving and knowing fully that God is in control, that Jesus was sent to be the hope and the light of this world. It leads us to trust him more. And that trust, it aligns our hearts with Jesus. And we begin to realize that no matter what struggle we face in life, no matter how bad things seem, there is no reason to dwell in despair. Because of Jesus, we know that God has adopted us as his own. God has given us a guarantee in Jesus, a, a guarantee that no amount of despair can kill. And that guarantee that we feel in Jesus, it leads us to want to demonstrate his love through our lives, through our actions. That guarantee, it begins to fuel our generosity. That guarantee, it puts our hearts in the place they need to be in order to give a gift to honor Jesus, our generosity is a demonstration of the guarantee we have in Jesus. And when we are reminded of the guarantee we have in Jesus, uncertainty and doubt, they do not stand a chance. Living our lives far from despair, fully secured in the guarantee that we receive from Jesus, it makes us want to share that guarantee with others to show them that there is good news in this world. We want them to know the, the hope that they have in Jesus. So when our generosity is fueled by our guarantee in Jesus, it transforms the despair. It transforms that despair that we experience in life. Generosity fueled by guarantee, it generates hope. Hope is knowing that things can and will get better. Hope, it grounds us in a promise. Despair, it's just in a moment, right? Usually despair, it comes from something that happened in the past. The hope and promise of Jesus, it opens up the future. Hope gives us a tomorrow and having security in tomorrow allows us to live a life abundantly and free. In this world though, there is sadness and that sadness will often sweep over us. A sadness that discourages us. It, it makes us feel gloomy, a feeling as though that we are doomed to a sense of depression. That's exactly what the thief Satan wants. He wants to destroy our joy. For us to remain in the darkness thinking the gloom and doom is all we have. But even in a world that is full of sadness, there is good news. Here's what the Bible says. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great gladness into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. Even in the midst of sadness, even in the midst of the gloom and the doom, we can give praise to God for he has rescued us from the pits of hell. He sent his one and only son to be our savior. 
Jesus, he took the path that led to the cross and he did it willingly for us. Now the cross, the cross was not the goal, right? The cross was merely the path that led to the goal. The goal, the ultimate goal is the glory of God. Today, we are able to stand in the glory of God because of what Jesus did for us. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, we are able to stand before God and he forgives forgives us of all of our sins, all of our wrongdoings. And knowing this, that we are made right in the sight of God because of Jesus, we are not filled with the sadness, but we are filled with gladness. A joyful gladness that no amount of darkness can destroy. A gladness that comes from the knowledge of knowing who Jesus is. And that gladness that we feel for Jesus, it leads us to want to demonstrate his love throughout our lives, throughout our actions. That gladness, it begins to fuel our generosity. That gladness, it puts our hearts in the place where they need to be in order to give a gift to honor Jesus. Our generosity is a demonstration of the gladness that we have in Jesus. When we are filled with the gladness of Jesus, there is no room for the gloom and the doom. There is no room for the sadness. Living our lives fully displaying the joy and gladness that we receive in Jesus, it makes us want to live a life that is praising and glorifying God in everything that we do. We can choose to take the path in life that leads to the glory of God, just like Jesus did. And we can bring glory and honor to God as we venture down that path through the process. So when our generosity is fueled by our gladness in Jesus, it transforms the sadness that we experience in this life. Generosity fueled by gladness, it generates hallelujah. And maybe you think that one's a little weird. Okay, uh, hallelujah. Uh, but hallelujah means God be praised. It's an expression of worship, of rejoicing in God. Everything we should do, everything we do should lead to God getting more glory and God getting more praise and honor. It should all lead to him getting a hallelujah. Now, when I say hallelujah, it, it sounds pretty good. But you know what's better than one hallelujah? Multiple hallelujahs. So we're, we're gonna do something together as a church, united, one voice. We're, uh, when I count to three, I want you to say hallelujah as loud as you can. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hallelujah. Woo, okay, I, I think that might be the best I've heard all weekend. But let's do it one more time. Ready? One, two, three. Woo, that is good. Doesn't that just sound so much sweeter? When we all say it together, our voices lifted up to God together, giving him praise, united as a family, lifting our voices to him. It's the same for our generosity. When we come together as a church and we give generously together, lives are changed. As we unite demonstrating the good news of Jesus through our generosity, we bring a glimpse of heaven to this earth. A glimpse of a world that is absent of brokenness, absent of despair, and absent of sadness. Earlier, I, I told you about uh, the man named Windsor. Broken by violence and greed, I told, greed, I told you about the, the despair that he and his family were, were having to live in. 
I told you about them hiding under the bed for days, scared for their lives, full of sadness, trapped in the gloom and the doom. Uh, I told you about Windsor praying in the midst of it all, praying to God for help. Uh, Well, God, he heard Windsor's prayers. God sent Windsor and his family rescue. He, He sent them aid in the midst of all that brokenness, in the midst of all that despair and sadness. God, he used the church. God, he used a church that is far from Haiti. God used a church that is not simply full of people that are willing to proclaim the gospel, but a church that is filled with people who are also willing to demonstrate the love of Jesus, to demonstrate the good news. God, he used a church in a little city called Beloit, Wisconsin, God, he used this church that you are sitting in today. Because of you, because of the generosity that you showed through our last love offering, you opened up a new path for Windsor and his family. Because of the gifts that you gave in the name of Jesus, Windsor was able to use that money to get his family out of Haiti and into the Dominican Republic where his sister lives. And today they live in safety. Today they live in wholeness. Today they live in hope. Today they live in hallelujah. And we have pictures. There's little Christy. And and you can see the date. I don't know if you can see it. I can't even see it from here. But uh, May 19th, 2023, just a few weeks ago. And then there's another one of Christy and Christopher. Living there now in safety, there's also a video that was sent to me of them going to school. The mom was taking the video from, the, from upstairs in their, their bedroom or, or somewhere. She's hanging her phone out the window, taking a video of her kids going to school in safety. And they're waving back at her, smiling. And that's because of you. You were a part of that. Because you were willing to demonstrate the gratitude, the guarantee, and the gladness that you have in Jesus through the act of generosity, this family's life, it was changed forever. In John, when Jesus is talking about the thief, Jesus, he continues to to speak in contrast of, of how he differs from this thief. Here's what Jesus says. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You see, sheep, they know the sound of their protector's voice. They follow the voice of the shepherd because they know that he will lead them to safety. Even in the dark, not able to see that the sheep can follow the voice of the shepherd. Jesus, he is our good shepherd and he is calling out to us. He is the voice in the darkness. He is desperate for us to hear him to lead us away from the thief. He is leading us to a place where life is full, where life is abundant and free. He's leading us away from the brokenness, away from the despair, away from the sadness, away from the destruction. Generosity and tithing, it's simply following the sound of Jesus's voice. And as we gather in the name of Jesus, as we demonstrate the good news of Jesus through our generosity, the thief, he does not stand a chance because God, he has already declared victory over Satan. The battle has been fought and the war has been won. And because of Jesus, because of the sacrifice that Jesus made, because of our good shepherd who laid down his life for us, he did it to ensure that we would be protected from that thief. 
Jesus, he ventured into the darkness for us. Jesus, he ventured clearing a path for us to follow him and to follow his voice as he calls out our name. And now as we go down that path, we can follow the voice of Jesus and we can share the good news of his salvation as we go. And as we demonstrate our gratitude, our guarantee and gladness in Jesus through our generosity, we begin to experience Jesus working in our lives and the lives around us. And that generosity, it leads to wholeness. That generosity, it leads to hope. That generosity, it leads to a resounding hallelujah. And that generosity, it leads to a life full of abundance. And here's the best part. We get to experience it together as a church, united together, standing to proclaim that the thief will not steal, will not kill, and not destroy. Standing together to to demonstrate our generosity in the name of Jesus to help change lives. My my son David... uh, (laughs) I've told stories about it. He just has the purest heart. Again, it's the, I said it last week, and it's the Holy Spirit. It ain't me. Um, but his favorite song right now is, is the song Gratitude. Maybe you've heard it. Uh, and so usually on, on our way to school every day, I play it in the car. And no matter how many times I play it, Hearing his voice coming from the back seat, singing those words, singing them to God, man, it, it affects me. It reminds me of, of the responsibility that I have as being a father, the responsibility that I have as being a husband, the responsibility that I have as, as being a son, the responsibility that I have as being a pastor, the responsibility that I have as, as being a Christ follower to not only proclaim the gospel, don't just talk about it, but demonstrate it to show that love. In everything that I do, if not for my sake, for the sake of my boys, for my sons, so that they grow up having had a a picture of Jesus, a glimpse of Jesus on this earth, just like I've had a glimpse of Jesus all my life through my two amazing parents. My parents, they showed me what it truly looks like to demonstrate the good news of Jesus. They showed me the importance of generosity, the importance of being kind, the importance of loving others. And what I'm getting to is we get to do that together as a church. We can make that declaration today that we are gonna leave this building, we are gonna shut our laptops or phones, whatever we're listening to this on, We can leave following the voice of Jesus no matter how broken this world seems. We can follow his voice and we can demonstrate that good news, whether it be through our generosity, whether it be uh, saying a kind thing to someone at Walmart, whether it be being the, the glimpse of Jesus our kids and our families need in their lives. Um, but if you would stand with me now, 
I would like to pray with you before I, I step off stage. If you've come today though, and you're feeling broken, you're feeling like you're trapped in despair, you're trapped in the gloom and the doom, and you would like prayer, we would be down here to pray for you. If you've come today and you have a, a hallelujah to give, right? You have something good going on in your life and you wanna come share it and pray, bringing a hallelujah to God together, then we will be down here. Just come down during this last song. And if you've come today and you wanna be baptized, you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus, to be baptized. The water is ready. Just come down during this last song. But together right now, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we stand together as a church. We stand together as your children, God. And right now, in your name, we proclaim that we will leave this place changed, that we will leave this place willingly to demonstrate the good news of your love. That we would take your love to our community, to our homes, to the grocery store, to wherever we go, that it would be apparent that we are in love with Jesus and we want to commit our lives to demonstrating that good news for everyone around us. And as we do that, God, we are bringing a glimpse of heaven to this earth, a world without brokenness, despair, and sadness. And we do it in your name. We do it in the name of Jesus, for he is good. So as we travel down this path together, God, we pray that you would continue to unite us as a church, continue to unite us as a family. And we pray that as we lift up a hallelujah, God, that it would reach your ears and it would bring glory to you. But we are just so thankful for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wire podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and follow us on our social media platforms. That way you can stay up to date with what's happening here at Central. And as always, have a great week.